Today we meet for our regular session to discuss the Dhamma. Last Friday we talked about the topic of drinking water. You have to know the source of that water. Here we talked about Katanyu, Kataweti or gratitude, remembering the ones who have helped us in the past, given us food, given us water. I talked of the two monks, Prajantui and Praton, who had sacrificed their time to look after the fruit orchards in the monastery so that the other monks could have fruit to eat. But the deeper, greater meaning is that the source of the Dhamma, that is the parami or spiritual merits of the Buddha, sacrificing an incalculable amount of lifetimes to build parami for the goal of becoming the fully enlightened Buddha, the true source of the Dhamma, that we ourselves can gain these Dhamma teachings, whether small or large. It's because of the great compassion, the great wisdom and the great purity of the Buddha. Last week I gave you some homework to think about. The farmers in Thailand, are they poor because of their karma or because they aren't diligent or competitive enough? What is it being poor? Well, you could say it's not being rich. You can understand it in this way. And how is it being rich? Well, it's when the state of being poor has diminished. We call this rich. But when we talk of poor or rich, how do we measure this? Where is this richness or poorness? In the world, if one has a lot of money, then we say that the person is rich. He is a rich person. If he has little wealth, then we say that he is poor. This is the way of the world. In terms of Dhamma, richness is in the heart. And what about the monks who ordain? Let me give you an example. After I ordained, I took up the practices following what the great teacher Ajahn Chah taught and keeping the discipline of a monk as laid down by the Buddha. Monks of the forest lineage, like those in Wat Nongpapong, have no wealth, not even one baht. Whatever the lay people give, it's put into a communal storage. So here, do we say that I am poor or I am rich? Can you imagine that building a monastery in the beginning was really difficult? When we built the public toilets, it was really slippery inside, so we had to gather funds together from very small donations, a hundred baht, every baht, all the small change, all gathered together to buy some tiles to lay in the toilets that weren't slippery and that the people could take care of easily. The monks and I, we did whatever we could to help so as to reduce the costs 
and to help give the most value to the lay people's donations. But in the present day, the forest monasteries have enough buildings and facilities. Some are big monasteries. But I still have to be frugal with using donations. Why? Because every single baht comes from the faith of the lay people towards the Buddha Sasana. All the things we get is because of the great sacrifices of the Buddha. It doesn't come easily at all. It just doesn't appear spontaneously. So I have to be frugal the same as before. Even if it's just small change, 20 baht, 100 baht, 500 baht, 1000 baht, we gather it together to build the chedi and the new road going up to the chedi. Or it goes towards the water and electricity expenses. In the past, I didn't have even one baht. And even now, I don't even have one baht. We get alms food from the lay people's gifts, which simply supports our bodies and our lives as summoners. Samana means the one who is peaceful from the defilements. Coming to ordain, we wish to be free from defilements. We are those that have ordained into the Buddhist religion, the sons of the Sakyan lineage of the Buddha. I wish to tell you something that the late king of Thailand said. He said that the Thais are very fortunate. They are rich, but they don't see that they are rich. They try to seek the wealth following the ways of other nations. The importance of the Thai nation is in its agriculture. It has enough food, it is very plentiful, and there's enough for everyone. It can also provide and export to many other people in other countries. If we rank it in terms of the ability to feed its people, then it would be the top 10 in the world. I wish that the Thai people would see the importance of this. That is what the late King Bhumipon said. Bhumi means earth. Pon or Pala means power. And so it's the power of the earth that is great and plentiful. From since he was young till when he passed away, he was always trying to develop the land and to help the Thai people realize contentment and to develop an economy based on sufficiency principles. If we take this into practice, then we see that everyone is born wealthy there is no one that is poor because this land is plentiful already. But Thais never see the value of this point. Is this right? If we have enough, then we won't be poor. Ajahn Chah said that someone who says they have enough is hard to find. Everyone says they don't have enough. They may have money to the amount of one million dollars, ten million, a hundred million, or even a billion. But it's still not enough. Do you call this person rich or poor? Compare this with someone who doesn't have much, but they live life happily. They have enough and they are content.
I say that having enough or being content lies within the heart. Let me give you a simple example. One laptop of the Dell brand is around 40,000 baht. The durians from the monastery, they go for about 30 baht per kilogram. If you sell durian, that's almost 1,500 kilograms of it till you can get one Dell laptop. Or an iPhone 7 is over 30,000 baht. To get this, you need to sell 1,000 kilograms of durian. Oho, it's such a big task to get 1,000 kilograms of durian. Imagine the effort of the parents. But the kids want to have a new laptop or phone. If they have many kids and all of them want to have one each, how are the parents able to sustain this? Like this, if they aren't poor in this life, then which life will they be poor? They will be poor every life. Why? Because it's following the material development of the world. Now the phone is something that is necessary in daily life. But if one is careful with money, then whatever brand is good enough. It becomes something that is very wasteful for one who knows how to save money. Or if we really need these things, then we can help each other to get one phone and share it around. Like those who lived in the previous era in Thai society. Today, we remember them as being people who were careful with money. They wouldn't be in debt. Now their kids are asking for expensive and new things. If they follow these trends, then it will be very difficult for the parents. One new gadget is one ton of durian or one and a half ton. In one year, working in agriculture doesn't even get that much money. And they still need to pay for other expenses. Water, electricity expenses or other various costs or education fees for their children. In this way, how can it not be that the agriculture is poor? See, look at this big pile. The children want to buy something new, something that's in fashion, and they want to compete on who has the best things. And if they don't have it, they feel ashamed. Before, it was just a small bicycle and a coat. And if they didn't have these like their friends, they would feel ashamed. Now that society has developed materially, they are even more competitive. It's not just something small. It's things that are much more expensive. If it's like this, it's very difficult to sustain the household. I ask you, is this old karma? Or is it because they aren't careful with money or competitive enough? Business isn't the same as the old days. In the old days, they had one set of clothes. They were diligent. They had endurance. They were frugal with their money. They had creative ways to make a living. And they were able to gain prosperity and wealth because they all had the attitude Breathing in, be diligent. Breathing out, endure. Breathing in, 
be frugal. Breathing out, how to be creative and develop new things from our intelligence. They looked for ways to be rich, but through honest ways, they would try, they would see the suffering of their situation and would try to overcome that suffering with mindfulness and wisdom in line with the teachings of the Buddha. They succeeded because of their diligence and perseverance. The wealthy ones got there because they are diligent, they have endurance, they're frugal with their money, and in the end they succeeded because they did so with mindfulness and wisdom as well. And they had good actions, good intentions, based on keeping good morality. They didn't have bad intentions. They earned a living honestly. They didn't kill animals for trade, sell weapons, plant opium or intoxicants. Because earning a living through weapons and the like that harm others isn't good. It's something that shouldn't be done. They had good intentions, they had wholesome actions, and they could prosper through creative and intelligent ways. What are creative ways? Like last week, the one lady from Singapore said she worked in a recycling plant that helps to recycle the wastewater to be used again, maximizing the efficiency of using natural resources. This is called creative or ingenious. They filter water using new filters. It's something we should show our appreciation for. Or those that make medicines in ways that can be manufactured cheaply so that all people, even the poor, have access to them. Having cheaper, essential medicines which are necessary for human life. This is worth showing our appreciation for. So back to the topic of the farmers. Over 10 years, the price of durian or mangosteen have kept falling till the price is very low. The orchard farmers have to wait another year before the price may increase. They may have a bountiful harvest, but with the cheap price, how will the farmers survive? Some are more creative though. They try to get bigger durians that amount to 3 kilograms at way more, uh, but also have many fruits as well in one tree, so that they can get a better price for them and they can get more profit. This is called creative or thinking of new resourceful ways to make money. Or some have people come and eat in their orchards and they charge 399 or 299 baht per head. And then this way they can sell the fruit in their own orchards, from their orchards. And even the surrounding areas can sell as well. This is agriculture that has creativity. So is those that work in agriculture, are they poor because of their karma? I thought about this, that if the poor leave things to karma and they don't try to better their situation, then that is karma. Because they don't see the drawbacks and suffering of that situation of being poor. They are poor, but they don't see it. If they see it, then they will be more diligent. They have more endurance, 
more frugal with money. They will try to think differently from others around them. They won't be poor, and they are walking the Noble Eightfold Path as well. How is it, the Noble Eightfold Path? Because they have Sama Ajiwo, they make a living in a right way, and it doesn't harm anyone, and they can support themselves. They don't do so in unwholesome ways. They live economically, and they can teach future generations as well. So ask yourselves, if you are poor, are you diligent enough? Are you careful enough with money? Do you have enough forbearance? Do you have wisdom? Look at the Buddha when he was building and perfecting himself as a bodhisattva. In that life as Mahachanaka, when the boat he was on capsized in the vast ocean, he swam for seven days and seven nights to find the shore. The Dewa watching said that there is no need to swim. You will die for sure because the shore is too far for you. The Bodhisattva didn't believe this. He knew there was no chance that he would reduce the level of his effort. If I have to die, then let me die putting forth effort. He wouldn't reduce his effort. This is the Bodhisattva that had the spiritual perfection of wiriya or effort. He can sacrifice his life, but won't just let himself die for nothing. But every day, people are born poor and just accept it, and they're waiting for death in that state. If it's like this, they have to die for sure. There's no way they won't die. So ask yourselves, are you enduring? Are you diligent? Are you frugal? It's not getting money, then using it to buy cigarettes or alcohol on top of that, wasting money and developing diseases as well? Or does your child want to buy a new motorcycle or a new car? In this way, if they don't get poor this life, then which life will it be in? Whichever life they are born into, they are poor that life. Why? Because they have no Dhamma of the Buddha. It's a shame being born in Thailand, if one followed the principles that the late king of Thailand gave and followed the Buddha's teachings, then there is no need to be poor. They would be able to live very easily because the economy is sufficient and their hearts won't be poor. Their conduct has sila or the five moral precepts. Keeping sila, there is no need to spend any money. See, this is a practice of Dhamma. It follows a noble eightfold path, staying within the practice of sila, samadhi and panya, morality, concentration and wisdom. May you reflect on this. You should be clear about this, of how it arises. Even if one is a son from a rich family, if they aren't diligent, they don't have forbearance, they aren't thrifty with money, then soon the money and inheritance will be finished and they'll fall to the lower states. There is one example in the Buddha's time when a child of a wealthy millionaire got his inheritance. 
He just enjoyed himself and wasted away that wealth. He wasn't diligent. He didn't have any forbearance. wasn't thrifty with his money. And all the inheritance was gone. And he ended up becoming a beggar. If he was diligent in his youth or in the middle period of his life or in the older period of his life, he would have seen the Dhamma even of the highest level. In the world, all his wealth was gone and in the Dhamma he got nothing as well. So you all should put forth effort in the world and in the Dhamma. Have endurance in your work and in your practice of Dhamma. Then you'll meet with success in both aspects. Have mindfulness and wisdom when you're going about work that is new or trying to improve and prosper uh, existing work. You can repeat the mantra, breathe in, endure, breathe out, frugal, breathe in, creative, breathe out, diligence. You keep this in mind and you will definitely succeed in everything. Next week I will continue to talk about having diligence and endurance to succeed one must also do so in a wholesome way, in a virtuous way, have integrity and honesty. So this will be the end of this talk. In the next week, on the 9th, on Friday, then we'll talk about honesty and integrity. There's a saying I want you to think about. Having honesty, one will have plentiful to eat. In Chinese, this is 全世世不外. In Guangdong, this is 圣杀, 圣, 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 